I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's the podcast of the Frank Skinner Absolute Radio show thing again. I'm here with uh, Emily and Gareth. Gareth's wearing a parka. Mm. He's gone a bit quadrophenia. Yeah, you're a bit of a mod nowadays. And I think this is more sort of oasis-y. Oh, is it? I don't know. It's not a parka, I don't think. Parkas have hoods and like a little thing at the back. Oh, that's the fishtail parka you're Mm. thinking of. They're not edgy anyway anymore. Mum's wear them on the school run. No, but I I still think that's a parka. (laughs) Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Mum's on scooters with 900 mirrors on. Who pick fights with rockers. Yeah. Um, so th- this week, you know, we always do these bits. We record them after the show. So it, I, don't, I think sometimes we should record them before the show. Do you think? Thanks. OK, so that was... A, that was that I seem to have somehow delivered that as if it was a rhetorical question, hence the silence. Perhaps people listening to this answered instinctively, even though the people sitting opposite me just stared. So um, we had David Essex as a guest. Yeah, this week. We had... Uh, it still looks very good. Oh, he's still got it going on. And uh, we, uh, we had Emily's lowdown on her week with the world's strongest men. Was it a week? Yeah, I it was it a felt week. Like a year. Oh, it wasn't long enough. It was a week in Malta. Well, don't give it all away, okay. but oh, it's um, it's a saucy old uh, tale indeed, and uh, it was a good show, Gareth. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what they think. Here it is. Absolute Radio. So this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Gareth. I'm with Emily. Hello, Hi, Frank. Um, I got pig iron. I got all pig iron, and. Um, and yes, here we are on a Saturday morning. Or as some people say... Saturday morning! That's one of our jingles, in case you've never heard this show before. And uh, and Emily, I have to start, begin, I have to begin our all-star, or indeed, um, I can't think of another word, to commence. I have to commence, commence. by asking you about the fact you went to the um, the Strongest Man. Was it called the World's Strongest Man? It's called Man the World's Strongest Man finals. Where was that held It was in year? Malta. Huh. Oh, I feel really sad to be back. Not that I don't like spending time with you guys, and I was so excited to be back on the show and talk to you about it, but... Do we seem s- s- sort of small and deflated, yeah. like old birthday balloons? You really after do. You've been there. Every, the whole world seems really small and inconsequential compared to the world's strongest men. Oh, my God, someone said inconsequential this early in the morning. <laughs> they commercial became my... radio. Is that allowed? Yeah, they became my friends, Frank. No, they didn't become your they friends. They were my friends. Travis yes. was 25 stone... I helped him pull the plane. Well, like, I inspired him to do well. You helped him pull the plane? Yeah, he pulled the plane. They have tr- trouble starting. <laughs> uh, t- so, hold on. So, look, they were, when you said that they were your friends and all that, yeah. nothing happened, did it? Can we no. start this up from the top? I, no, I don't I'm like sa- the idea of you as some sort of action figure type person. Oh, I quite like the idea of going out. Yeah, well, I bet you do. But no, I thought they'd be real meatheads. But actually, they were very sensitive and they were real gentle giants. And one picked me up. It's true, one picked me up. I bet one picked you up. That does not surprise me. (laughs) He held me in the air like a dumbbell. Yeah. It was amazing and I liked it. What are you, above his... Yeah, he suddenly said... he was. I wonder if at any point he considered the old wrestling move the slam. 
Well, they used to call it the slamming something, <laughs> slamming whatever it was. You, you throw them on the canvas and then you throw yourself on top. Mm. Giant Haystacks used to do it. Really? Do you remember Giant Haystacks? I do Giant, I always called him. Oh. Well, yeah, they had some interesting names. They did weird jobs. One was a mortician when he wasn't a strong man. Oh, imagine that. A corpse in each hand above your head going up the stairs. <laughs> mm. I bet he just, like, does some bench presses with the corpses oh no that's t- too many references to corpses too already corpses. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out they eat so much though guys oh don't talk about eating and corpses that's no not... they <laughs> eat... leave the corpses will you <laughs> they eat 28 boiled eggs for breakfast well <laughs> uh, the thing is with that when you say they eat 28 yeah what is that about does that mean one would say oh, feeling a bit peaky this morning I'll just have 27 <laughs> Doris <laughs> Doris now I can't do the 28 and not or so some, many soldiers or some days God I'm starving you know what? I'll go 30 you will not go 30 I mean why is it 28 what kind of a weird regulation don't question the ways of the strong man no but that's just that's a ritual that's not a yeah, diet yeah it is a ritual yeah but if you want to look like that Frank you're going to have to step it up a bit you know what I don't want to look like that <laughs> I think they look weird I think the They're human not head weird. the human head right it, it starts to look mean and insignificant when the body gets too big. Let These slugs look like they've got tiny... They're, they're, you're not, they're not meatheads, they're pea heads. There's nothing insignificant are. about my strong men. I love them. Well, did any one of them at any time tear up a phone book? No, he didn't tear up a phone well, book. Well, then they're not strong they men They pulled the eye. plane, they did, and they lifted <laughs> they Atlas them. stones, and they lifted me up. They lifted Atlas stones? Yeah, they're called Atlas stones. They weigh about 500 pounds. Hmm. What's that in Atlas Stones? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we've managed to get out of that with some sort of a comical remark. I'm, when it's, I don't like the sound of it. I, I can smell B.O. just from the conversation about the world's strongest men. I, I imagine they must always smell a B.O. They are they? a bit sweaty. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Well, we'll leave. If you were any of you, when you walk away from this radio show and people say, yes, Emily went to the world's strongest man, what were they like? Just say, yeah, well, apparently they were a bit sweaty. Absolutely. Radio. That was Catatonia with Mulder and Scully. And, of course, we had Keris on the show. In fact, I'd go so far as to say she is a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, she was on last week. And, Gareth, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that you fell slightly in love with her. She's lovely. I mean, afterwards, you were even now as we speak about it, you've got it looking at me like when a dog wants a biscuit. I'd like, I'd <laughs> like to be friends with her. I'd yeah. like to. Mm, well, yeah. You're listening, Kerry. Like I'd like Let's to be, be friends, friends with the strong men. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever mean? It, 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 it's odd that there is some celebrities that you think I'd actually, I, I, you know, I'm not. I don't want your autograph or any sort of physical relationship, but I'd quite like to be your friend. Mm. With me, it's Dr. Rowan Williams, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, he lives very near me, and I think it's ridiculous that um, the Archbishop of Canterbury lives across the road and we don't, <laughs> we're not friends. <laughs> well, we should have him on if he'd come, or he, we could just go around for tea. He's a weird neighbour to we have, go for though. Tea? What do you mean he's a weird neighbour to have? Well, it's just a bit odd, him being your neighbour, <laughs> I think. Would you bought a lens well, someone, gardening tools? Someone has to live next door to the Archbishop of to Canterbury. You? That's <gasps> a rule. And indeed me, yeah. So I always think him and Tracy Emin, I would like... That. Oh, not together, because I think they'd squabble. But mm. um, Tracy Emin is someone I think would be a good friend. I mean, she'd be one of those friends who sometimes turned up on your doorstep at three o'clock in the morning, maybe um, covered in excrement, screaming, the world is a terrible <laughs> place. But I, I don't mind that. Mm. I do that sometimes, too. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, you've done it, what, twice? And I think that's <laughs> fine. 
I think I think, well, fine. I think Rowan Williams and Tracy Emin would be a good because I think she would make a terrible mess, and he would very politely tidy up. I don't after. think he'd tidy up. You see, I don't, don't think he'd think? even notice it. That's how, that's how a theory really, really is. Oh. I think he's a man who, if he turned up and he wasn't wearing a sandal, I'd be desperately disappointed, wouldn't you? He's a, I mean, the idea of him going out not in sandals. Anyway, I keep saying, I keep saying to my personal assistant, I'm going to draft a letter. To Rowan Williams and say, to your Come personal over. assistant. Yes. Can we just rewind, please? Well, you know, I, I was gonna, I was oh gonna say, God. I was gonna say, I keep thinking of sending him a letter, but and I thought that's not strictly true, is it? and I don't <laughs> want to tell a lie about the Archbishop of Canterbury because that probably is even worse than telling a normal lie. Um, it's not a cardinal scene, obviously, but it's an archbishop scene. Uh, so. Uh, and, and saying, I live opposite you, you know, come, come over and, you, you know, if nothing else, you'll have a great view of your house. But um, I maybe he listens to this. I wouldn't be surprised to find... Actually, I, I say I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be utterly shocked to find that he listens to <laughs> I'd this. I'd be quite stunned. I think he probably listens to just silence. Yeah. He's got a radio. He's quite shipping forecast. Yeah, maybe he's a bit shipping forecast. I'd like You're to right. be friends with Alan Bennett and Foxy Bingo. Foxy. That would be a great night out, yeah. I think. So, Foxy Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's how I imagine Foxy Bingo. Have you seen any of my talking heads? I'm slightly um, bored by them. I like more action. In a... You know, Foxy, I, I, have a, I know a doctor friend who could help you with that. Th- I don't have a throat problem! Yeah, I, I think that would be an interesting... Uh... <laughs> Interested night. <laughs> Go to the emails or text you. If you want to text us, by the way, eight twelve fifteen. That's a really that wasn't a code. That's the that wasn't <laughs> some sort of weird spy code. Um, uh, that was uh, that's the number. Um, there's a really sweet one we've just had saying hi, Frank. I want you to be my friend. Love from Joe in Stoke on Trent. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, Joe, it? get in touch with his personal assistant, and um, <laughs> you'll maybe sort I mean, out. I'd, I'd be I'd be in Potter. I'd be rolling in pottery for the rest of my life if I had a friend in Stoke on Trent. I bet she's throwing a small ewer as we speak. A ewer. You know what a ewer is? Is it U R E? U R E. No, that's Ian Ewer, the former Arsenal and Scotland <laughs> centre-half, you fall. <laughs> it's gone a bit surreal early on, hasn't it? Yeah. Like it when it goes surreal. Um, oh, there's another good um, email that's come in. Morning, Frank. How many of the fall gigs have you seen will you be seeing on the current tour? Love well, from you, Paula in Leeds. It's funny, funny you should say, from Paula. Yes. I'm, I'm going to answer that question after this, uh, after this as radio. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to answer that question after this. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Hmm. Any? Have we had any contact on eight twelve fifteen? Our text number. We've had one. I love. Remember, we, you were talking about an ewer earlier. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of a jog type yeah. thing. Yeah, and I asked if it was spelled U R E. Yes. And uh, Rob has texted in to say, "Hi Frank, how sublime that you thought of Ian rather than Midge." And he- <laughs> <laughs> That's fa- I love that Sublime is great. Yeah, I should have thought Midge is the most obvious Ewer, but mm, Ian yeah. Ewer, was, he was a big star in his day. But I, I'm proud of the fact I thought of Ian over Midge. And what, hi Frank, how's the new car? What new car? Oh my God, I've got a got new car. Who would know that I got a new car? It must be some, have you really got a new car? I did get a new car this Why way. didn't you tell us? Yeah, but who sent that in? This will be the person who left an envelope on my back seat saying I know some terrible things about you. You've done some creepy things. Yeah, and I, when I read it and it said, um, you, d- you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do, you haven't done 
drugs or anything since uh, September the 24th, 1986. You don't sleep around. You don't even do caffeine. And I'm going to expose how incredibly dull you are. <laughs> unless you give me two million quid. And that'll be that person. They've now sent a text saying, we know everything. Who is it? And well, what's that, going that, on with the car? That's a different person as well. <laughs> There's a is we that a different person? Yeah, that's a different person who oh, said we know everything. So, did he just Listen. say that as the new car? Yeah, so tell us, what's the deal with the car? Well, Mr. Big Shot. What's the deal with the car? Well, it's over <laughs> over several payments. No, I just I thought I'll get a new car. Is what I did. So um, I uh, I I don't want to say. I mean, I, I, what is, I don't what know car what it is. is. It? It's a it's it's made by BMW and it's sort of bluey green. That's what I know about it. I I don't know what type it is. Mm, the bluey green's good. I've heard the new bluey green is <laughs> yeah. really good. But you know, I don't know any of the numbers. I don't no. understand that with cars. Oh, you got the the new um, S. Series E743. If anyone says that to me, I think I don't want to talk to you anymore. Not just now, but never again. <laughs> I always think anyone who knows about cars probably knows a lot about genocide as well. <laughs> and, and thinks it's all right. Frank! Sorry, that's what I think. I mean, you can imagine how much I love Top Gear. Top Gear, for me, someone should step into the studio with a backpack flamethrower and just clean it out. <laughs> Um, oh, so you that's associate... not the official view of Absolute Radio, <laughs> by the way. Do you hate it people? Might be. You... I just haven't talked to them for ages. Do you hate people that say, "What are you driving these days?" Well, I mean, I, when I when I went up from the uh, from the garage bit in our flats because it's like a garage bit at the bottom, and then I, I walked up, and the guy on the front desk said, uh, "Like the new car," and I said, well, "What do you take me for?" And then just got in the lift. Did you really say that? Yeah. Oh, Frank, that's a bit unreasonable. I'm not having a conversation about cars, and that's fine. <laughs> I discovered that Emily could drive this week. I didn't... I'd never imagined Emily behind the that's wheel the of the car. That's the most sexist thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> it's not a sexist yeah. thing! Why can't yeah. you imagine Yes, you can drive. Can you change a plug <laughs> It's not a gender thing, it's an Emily thing. Why? I imagine she'd have someone to... Yeah, but she doesn't start the car. She just sits in it, and a strong man pulls it on a chair. Oh, I wish that would happen. I would love <laughs> I it. I wouldn't want that. Because you'd be sitting there, and for the first three or four miles, you'd think this is great. And then the small patch would start to form on his back, on his leotard. You'd think, oh, I don't want to look at that for the rest of the journey. They do well, carry you, you out, need, though. You need a strong man with windscreen wipers on the small of his back. <laughs> I don't know if you can get such a strong man. Well, they do carry you around if you ask them. They'll just pick you up do while they? they're talking to oh, you. Well, yeah. if I see one, I shall say that. <laughs> you couldn't carry me to Tottenham Court Road. You've got to get some electrical goods. I think they'd be sniffy with me. They carried you around because they're just like the rustle of lingerie. <laughs> Absolute radio. We've had a text on 8 12 15. Yes, it says, um, Hey, Emily, Fister and Travis send their love. Marios says he misses you. <gasps> Oh, oh my God! It. We've had a message. From, <laughs> can you imagine that with a big podgy finger, <laughs> desperately trying to text a big, yeah, old, tiny mobile in, in the massive in the, thumb? It's so it's, it's so like it's, a bunch of bananas trying to text. Really, it is. Yeah. yeah. So Fister, Travis, and Marios are all strong men. Yeah, yeah. Travis is my favourite. He's the one I, I formed a deep emotional bond with. And, and Fister, what's he like? Um, the Fister, he's brilliant. He's American. He won it. He beat Marius last year. I know quite a lot about it now. Yes. Um, he's really good. 
Yes. He sounds lovely. Yeah, I, I like the sound of him. I think we'll move on from him. But that's lovely to have heard from them, <laughs> yeah. though, isn't it? How marvellous. And does that mean they all sit together early in the morning? Oh, I suppose I they're so. having their eggs. <laughs> Be about egg 15. Let's text. <laughs> yeah, do they I, have them? Are I they all boiled? Could they have them as one big omelette? Would that still count? What enormous, like, it'd be like a duvet, like a duvet-style <laughs> omelette. They have porridge and they have it in like a cake. Well, you want a bit bowl. of porridge because 28 hard boiled eggs, that's not going to keep. It's, oh, sorry, I say hard boiled, I'm putting words in their mouth. Well, exactly. As opposed to they have eggs to wake up at 4 a.m. to eat chocolate as well because they can't miss eating time. Well, so do I. Oh, okay. That's normal, isn't it? <laughs> what do they have 28 Easter eggs? <laughs> the big fat pigs. Well, well, what's going on? Shut up. I'm sorry, they're not fat, they're actually they're in great shape. I think it's fair to say. So look, this is great cheese on their abdomens. This woman was asking about the fall. Emily did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny you should say well, how many times you're going to see the fall on this tour, because I went to see the fall on Thursday night. Like, Thursday just gone? Yeah, uh, at Windsor, at the Theatre Royal in Windsor, which is a very odd place to see. In case you don't know and never listened to this show before, like the lady, uh, there's a lady you texted in earlier who we'll, t- who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, if you've never heard it before, I, the fall is, uh, is my favourite um, group in all the world. I say group because the lead singer's quite keen. They're called a group instead of a band in his slightly tetchy way. <laughs> and uh, so I went to see them. And they're not the sort of band you see at the Theatre Royal Windsor. They, I normally see them in clubs like slightly grubby clubs would have a space especially marked out on the car park for ambulances is it clubs where i wouldn't use the bathroom it's you wouldn't even use the club <laughs> um but this was very nice we sat down and stuff like that and i met uh, a lot of fall fans after and uh, somebody said to me he said i listen to you on virgin radio every saturday morning and i thought okay now let's just a minute just a minute if you listen to me on what you think is Virgin Radio, do you not think it odd all these adverts we do for this other radio station called Absolute? Have you never thought, God, that Absolute, they must be paying a fortune for all that advertising? <laughs> anyway, so um, he was nice, though. He's, he's very nice and, and liked the fact I played. And one bloke gave me um, the set list. Because, you know, if you see mm. a band, they have the yeah, set yeah, list, yeah. they tape it to the, uh, to the stage. And this bloke scampered up on stage after and got... Well, there was two, actually. So he got the guitarist and the bass players. And then uh, he gave me one as a reward for playing a fall track a few a few weeks back. Did he? How lovely is that? Did you, did, well, did it have Sport, Victorian Child, which is my favourite fall song? They, they didn't do that, no. They, they rarely do old stuff. You don't, don't get me going into okay. details, but they did, they did do a Psychic Dance all this week, but you won't be interested in that. But, um, so, but there are four fans, and I'm going again uh, to Coco in Camden, in oh, North okay. London, on the 17th of November, and I think we should go as a works outing, because I think if you guys, you need to see the fall, you'd oh. see how marvellous it is. Okay. You don't have to go to the toilet. Really go a lot. <laughs> have a real strainer just before we step in, and you won't need to go. Actually, I think Coco's quite nice, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to go. I quite like it. I think I'd get on with Marky Smith. We're very similar. You don't get to meet them. It's not the sort Why of place not? you go back. Is there no after after show? Oh God, it's, they're, they're not the strong men. <laughs> no, they're no. I'd be too scared to go back. I'd probably get glassed. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. By the way, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily and Gareth. And also, after after the nine o'clock news, guess who's coming in? <gasps> um, I'll tell you, David Essex. I'm so wow. excited. David Essex. What about that? I Brilliant. used to live in Essex. Did you? Mm. I used to live with a bloke called David. 
Ah. David Baddiel, I used to live with. So that and is I, really weird. I used to have a bit of a crush on David Essex. <laughs> well, then we've all covered the David And Essex. I still have. Have you really? Yeah, a little bit. Well, you don't. You haven't seen him yet, have you? Oh, I'm so excited. He might have been in some terrible fire and coming just still, like I a don't pork care. scratching. I'll still love him on Nurse and Back to Health. Well, that'll be... I'm looking forward to watching that. <laughs> 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 That's great. Anyway, he, he, he's coming in. And uh, I think it's about time we had an Ethan update. Just a second. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's, is that foxes outside? <laughs> so it's oh, like the middle wish. of the night, you're a baby crying on the street. That'll be foxes. That's so loud. Do you have to deal with that every day, that noise? Yeah, he's got louder than that now. Oh, God. He's louder than that? Yeah. His lungs have developed. Has he, have you bought him a small PA system <laughs> as a christening present? That was a mistake in my eye. So <laughs> In your eye? In my eye, yeah. <laughs> Just one of them. Just one of them. The other one. I, actually, I, do you know I, I can't see him one eye? But <laughs> thanks for laughing at that. Anyway, tell us about Ethan. <laughs> he's doing... He's, he's good. Garrett's a bit worried now, in case I can't see with one eye. I can tell. He's worried. I can, I, I can sense a knotting in his stomach. <laughs> I wondered why you sort of mostly ignore me. Yeah. Well, that's because you sit on you the can left. only see Emily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be anybody out there. So, anyway, Ethan. He's, um, yeah. How old is he now? He's nearly four months. Is that all? He's been around for ages. Is that all? (laughs) People never say that about babies. How old is he? Four months. Is that all? Rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) I I was in the co-op with him. I went to the co-op with him this week, and there was our co-op is full of lunatics. The people who work behind the counters are really weird. And I and it goes. This guy goes. All right, boss. Um, how old is he? And I said four months. He goes. Oh, yeah, good age. He should enjoy life while he's that age. You Did know, he say that? Before your head goes. <laughs> he never said that. He said that. Before your head goes? Yeah. I don't know Ooh. what he meant. He's must have gone about that. seven months or something. Was he a decapitated man? <laughs> come, come to mention it. Yeah, well, of course. Obviously, he's going to be a bit nostalgic about having a head. Who wouldn't be in his situation? He's a bit funny about getting to sleep at the moment, Ethan. He gets too tired and then gets really grouchy and then is too tired to get to sleep because he starts crying. How do you know that, though? How well, do you know he's too tired? Well, because... He could be defiantly not going to sleep. <laughs> exactly. He could be worrying about being decapitated. He could be worrying about work. He could... Very be... prematurely. Uh, people say that about... It's like when people say, you know, that, oh, you can smell our dog on you, about dogs. And you say, how do you know that? He could be going out having adventures like an urban fox and sneaking back in. You're fox-obsessed, that's your <laughs> I know, fault. I am. So where do you, you get can... him off to sleep, then? He well, it's um one thing we've do you that, rock him? That do, you do the rocking thing. Rocking, he doesn't fall for rocking. Really? No, yeah, you have to. You can put him in the pram and just sort of push him back and forwards. No, that's motion sickness you're <laughs> after. Okay. Or so um, the um, the hairdryer or the Hoover works. Oh. Like Laura's noticed that if she's Hoovered, he'll you know it'll distract him and he'll go off to sleep. So now when he doesn't sleep, this week we were like Laura put the Hoover on just to make him go to sleep. She didn't put right. the suction too near to him, though. No, she he, doesn't he wouldn't get much sleep in our flat. I'll tell you that, if he had his sleeves for the hoovers on. Yeah. Well, that might be why it is. It's because our place is an absolute pigsty, and well, like, I'm not going to sleep until you tidy up this. So, uh, yeah, so, but that's a good thing, though. So that, but that means if you, if, you get, if you get up in the night mm. and he can't sleep, you're at a hoover. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny old life, isn't it? That's the same that? as Wayne Rooney. He needs the hoover. And the vacuum cleaner to sleep. I thought you meant he was dusty. When you said that. <laughs> he needs a good Hoover. He's got all those. He's got, got a lot of lint. 
on Emythine, covered in lint. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, this is this is Marquis Smith laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That oh, is brilliant. Horrible. I love it. He'd be a great pirate, wouldn't he? He's the lead singer with The Fall, in case you don't know, and The Fall are the best uh, band in the world. Hey, we Absolutely. had a really sweet um, text which I'd like to read out. Morning, Frank. I've never listened to your show before, but then I'm never up this early on a Saturday. But I'm now taking IVF injections every morning at 7 a.m. So I've discovered. Who was that from? She hasn't no, left no. her name. No, people are a bit. Well, that's lovely, though. I, I know. Something. I, don't, I didn't know you had to have I injections of IVF. Oh, God, yes. Do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, g- good luck with that, anyway. Mm. And uh, they didn't leave a name. We're, we're going to call you IVF. Yeah. Like Malcolm X. <laughs> oh, IVF's on the line, yeah. So, good, keep us keep us in touch if it works. Good luck, Ivy. Yeah, exactly. F O. But that was, that was not... Okay. So, <laughs> l- well, I had a weird thing. When I... Uh, I got a car last week from the studio. Often I walk. I just want to make that clear. But I, uh, I got a car because I was driving to West Brom um, to see us lose to Crystal Palace. Did Palmas. your personal assistant organise it? Oh, shot your <laughs> face. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm in the car and this, I, I don't know, I think he was part, he was East European, the driver. I, I hadn't met him before. And, uh, and I always sit in the front, right, you know, man of the people. And uh, also, I think if they suddenly have a seizure, I can, I can seize the mm. wheel, you know. But anyway, we was going along, <laughs> and a bloke started... We stopped at lights, and a bloke knocked on the window, and the driver looked a bit scared. And I said, open the window, and he said, no. And I said, open the window. And this bloke went, oh, Frank, how you doing? All right, and all that. So we drove on... I mean, we drove on, like, 50 yards or less, and the driver said, oh, you know him? And I said, <laughs> well... Um, he sounds like I a did, strong man. I didn't want to say... I'm famous because that's, te- that's the worst thing anybody could ever say. And I said, w- um, and I'm not kidding to you. At that very second, an enormous, well, actually a normal sized double decker bus pulled in front of us with a big advert with me on the back of the bus. Oh, brilliant. And I said, uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was only, only life could always be like that. I was so, it was absolutely brilliant. So I'd like to thank that bus driver. I don't think I've ever done that before. I'd like to thank that bus driver in the style of old age pensioners, OK? Thank you, driver. Absolute Radio. Dave in Essex is in the studio. Can you believe that? He's already, like, one of the family. Yeah, he is, yeah. Just, all... just moved in. <laughs> Refuse a croissant, but gone for the cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a very David Essex thing to do. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine you're more of a bacon sandwich man, is that I fair? like a bacon sandwich. Yeah. A little bit early for me. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably move towards the brunch area for the uh, bacon sandwich, mm. I think. You see, I imagine you, and you know whenever you think of, uh, of celebrities, you imagine them in certain contexts. I imagine you up quite early in the morning, walking at the side of maybe a... a, a I imagine you probably have a trout farm in the country. Is that, is I don't. That no, that's, you don't? That, no, that's Roger Daughtry. No, but, you know, it's on the, <laughs> I see... I imagine you in the country for some reason. Why would that be? Do you, li- you don't live in the country? No. No, I, I live right in the centre of London. I, I wouldn't live in the country, I don't think. I like, you know, I like the countryside, but you see a few trees and a couple of cows, and that's about it. I really. agree. I agree with that. You know, but... Um, I mean, it is a beautiful country, Britain. Don't don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> but, uh, That's all right. Don't worry. I don't think our <laughs> listeners are that touchy. <laughs> David Essex slagging <laughs> off England. <laughs> I'm not having it. The no, Countryside w- Alliance will be on the phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I've, I've, I mean, I come from West Ham, as you know. Yeah. And uh, so I was born right right in the city. It was fascinating when uh, the area I was born, because it was like 1948. And, of course, that was 
post-war, just after the war. So oh, the, can you just leave a pause where I do the mathematics on that one? OK. It's 60, 61-ish. 61-ish, who'd believe that? Carry on, David. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were half-houses, you know, where they'd been bombed, and then you, you had, because it was close to the docks, you had all these different nationalities coming off, off the boats and uh, Chinamen walking down the street, and, you know, it was fascinating. Uh, it was a, it was a, no, it was. A, it, I always sit there if I see a Chinaman walking oh, down the street. If you no, went to Chinatown, you'd have a seizure. Probably, <laughs> I'd, I'd get very excited. You would, yeah. But but you know, different nationalities all coming off the boats, and and so uh, I was born in the city, and I, I kind of uh, you know I, I feel comfortable in in the city really. So the, I think that's good though, because I think it's very tempting people people become successful. They buy a big house in the country, and that's it. I'm glad you're still in there. Yeah. Good. You're on tour at the moment. Well, we start. We start. Was it October the twelfth? I think that's like Monday week, isn't it? Yeah. Norwich. It's called the Secret Tour, and uh, it's twenty-eight. Oh, do you days. want us not to plug it? Then? Shh. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, we'll talk about it. It's, tw- it's twenty-eight dates, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because uh, uh, the last thing was uh, a theatrical thing, a very, very successful tour of all the fun of the fair. Right, which was um, a dark and edgy play with music, if you like, based based around some of the songs I've written over the years, right from um, the early seventies right the way through to today, and that, that really did well. That's scheduled for the West End, I think, uh, the spring of next year. So to go out and and do the concerts is nice because it's a freer medium. Yeah, you know, it kind of lives for that that night and then you move on so looking forward to that. that that's 28 dates and then this other thing is uh, in June next year which I've got to negotiate getting out of all the fun of the fair to do right so that's going to have be you tricky. told them yet no oh ok they, they know now though that's going to be a blow when you, when you don't turn up one night <laughs> well, I mean, Phil I'm... Daniels said no he told me told me it'd be alright <laughs> that'd be terrible no what will happen is they just say you know that I'm not on that night and would they like another night or are they ok to come and see whoever's doing it Okay. Well, maybe I should get in there. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and David Essex is in the studio. And we've, sp- we've spoken about the fact your tour starts on Monday week. It does. And that goes on, I think it ends up in Bournemouth, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the last, last night ended Which is where November. Gareth lives. So there you go. It is, yeah. yeah. Take the wife out, get a babysitter. <laughs> be fabulous now you've got um another tour coming up next year which is a bit more unusual you you, you mentioned it um briefly before but this is not just you no uh, it, it's the i think third time i've done this uh, uh, and initially i didn't want to do it because I'm, I'm not big on nostalgia um but that was with david cassidy the osmonds myself and the bay city rollers and I thought, oh, I don't know about that. But I'm, I'm glad I did it, uh, because it was like a celebration for a generation. It was really quite moving, the, the reaction. There, You know, we play arenas, so it's a big old audience. But it was just really, um, it was kind of special, because you had all these people of, of an age, I suppose, from 40 to 60, that were relating to their influences I mean you, you know for me my influences musically the strongest period that influenced me was obviously the 60s so anything from the 60s you know I love love to hear where well, these people yeah. were kind of relating to stuff from the 70s 
So uh, I'm going to do it again. And uh, and did, did you know these guys in the 70s? No, Were you friends with never the met them. Or? No, never. Oh, really? No, never met any See, of I them. kind of imagine with you lot doing Top of the Pops and that, you'd have all known each other. No, never met anybody that was on that tour. <laughs> right. Uh, so this time it's a slightly different, because Leo Sayer's doing it this time. You must yeah, have met Leo No, I don't, I've met him. Really? No. I'm a recluse. Were you a bit, a bit aloof in those I'm days, don't you? No, aloof. No, no, <laughs> I just... I'm, I'm, you know, I don't do the parties. I don't, you know, I don't court sort of uh, media attention or any of that. And, and, but uh, you didn't even do that in the 70s? No, never, no. Wow. No. God, the temptations. Because I've got a mate, uh, um, Dennis Leary, who's an American comic. I don't, I don't know if you know him, an actor. And uh, I remember talking... And your name cropped up once, and he, he talked about... He said Rock On absolutely was so massive... Still in America, is. still yeah. is. It's like a, a legend over there. It's yeah. amazing, and influence. I mean, the lead singer of um, uh, REM. That's the, the reason he went into music. Is that right? Yeah, all these things. I mean, it's been number one three times there. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> I know it's incredible, but uh, I mean that 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 was an interesting record to make because. I was I was doing that would be the day at the time. So uh, we we were basically doing a a film in the seventies, middle seventies. It was about what it was like to, to grow up as a working class boy in the fifties. Yeah. So I just thought I'd write uh, a lyric that reflected all the Americana influences. Um, you know, you know, like James Dean, Summertime Blues, all those things, for the film. And uh, we went in and recorded it, and uh, I gave it to David Putnam, who was the producer, and he said, "Oh no, it's too weird. We can't, we can't put it in in the film." And uh, and then there was a run-in with Columbia Records because uh, we'd done two tracks, I'd written two tracks, "Rock On" and another one that was more more kind of usual, and they wanted the other one as the A side. I said, "No, of course no, they did. Yeah, no, let's go with this one." And it sold, I don't know, 23 million worldwide. <laughs> and they never troubled us again, which was great, you know, so we could experiment in the studio, banging fire extinguishers and in uh, lamplight, dropping a gong into, like, a bath of water for the end of Stardust, you know, Ray Cooper. Wow, fantastic. Oh, that's what happens at the end. I know, I remember singing Rock On in the street, in uh, walking down Langley High Street, a bit drunk. That drunk must have been a sight. Yeah, singing, yeah, rock on, and doing the <laughs> voice, you know, doing the voice. And that's like the cheeky smile. Yeah. I tried the cheeky smile, it didn't come out quite as good. It's working now. Is it working for me? It took me that long, it's still <laughs> working for you. Well done. So, look, um, so let me get this right. Your tour starts a week, Monday. You've got an EP out at the moment. Is that, yeah. is that out yet? Uh, yeah, it's on, on the David Essex website. Be at the concerts as well, where, where most of my recent albums are www.davidessex.com. And it's. I enjoy doing this because it's unplugged. Uh, you, you know, it's, which is something I've never done before. I might the next album I might record similarly. I might kind of you, you know write new songs. Like You're going to strip it all down. Then. Yeah, it seems to work. I mean, it is it is a test of a song if you do that. And your voice as well, of course. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it sounds pretty. Sorry, I don't want to worry you about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very worried. <laughs> tour starts. And then week. next year you'll be touring with um, yeah, Leo Sayer, the Osmonds, and the Basic yeah. Rollers. Which I'm looking forward to, and then... Uh, and you've got, oh, what a circus coming to the West End? No, all the fun of the fair. All the fun of the fair, of course. Sorry about that. I knew there was some sort of ent entertainment thing <laughs> in it. Well, so you obviously get yourself busy. I, I hope someone's looking after the trout farm. Why all this is going on. <laughs> well, it's better than a real job, Frank. Exactly. Well, it's great to have you on. Um, we love you. Ladies and gentlemen, the marvellous David Essex. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. Absolute Radio. I've become slightly fluid. I'm no longer... I've um, noticed that. Yeah, yeah. You're slightly leaking out of your trousers. 
I have oh. never been. I mean, I have never been so insulted. Can I just make that point? I, 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 the only thing that can possibly cheer me up is... <laughs> <laughs> um, David Essex was a bit of a silver fox, I thought. Yes, were you, were you surprised he's got grey hair? No, but in a good way. Yes. I, I like that. In a oh man. no, he's he's, 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 he's still one got of those, it. But you kind of know with a bloke like that, he was he was never yeah. gonna. If they've got the eyes, mm. I think I think you stay good looking forever if you've got the eyes. Yeah. Although I thought that about Bridget Bardot, and you know, she looks like a. Well, she looks like a steak and kidney Being pie with eyes. Being very careful what you're going to say here. That's what, she looks like a steak and kidney pie with eyes, and I don't mean Fine. that in a bad way. <laughs> oh, what, you mean it in a nice way? Yeah, obviously, Tasty. with her, actually, it would have to be a vegetarian pie. Let's say um, some sort of squa- butternut squash I think pie. she looks great. I think Tasty. You think she looks great, my... Do. <laughs> do you do not? We were having this debate, actually, in the way I, I, I met up with uh, Emily and Gareth, because we, we do hang out. You might think we're just uh, are colleagues. And what happens is Frank's personal assistant calls us and oh, says, do you want to meet? I, I can't believe you were having to go at me for being starry, hanging out with the world's strongest men. And when I say strongest, I'm talking B.O., if you know what I'm saying. <gasps> yes. So yes. jealous. Yes, I bet something went on. You know what, if you know what I'm saying, Gareth. Don't yes. you? She has a bruised wrist, and that worries me a lot. That's from when Louis <laughs> Philippe picked me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did he pick you? Swing you around by your arm or something? What was he trying to clear a flying ants invasion? He picked me up like a dumbbell. He doesn't know his own strength. Do exactly. they have? No, he does know his own strength. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I think they are people who definitely know their own strength. Yeah, he they've does. got all. They've got all the all the figures. So what I uh, I spent my uh, I've done some odd stuff this week. Oh yeah, I, I had a, a slightly difficult situation. I've been seeing a physiotherapist. Um, Why? About I've got I swear, my shoulder's been hurting. So she said my posture's not very good, and uh, I went in uh, this week, and she'd been looking me up on YouTube to see if when I was on stage I, I hunched if, if that was what was she, she had this theory that me talking to the audience was hunching me over so I lean, I was leaning it's an interesting mm. stand up comedian repetitive strain injury theory but I didn't know she was going to do this and she's a very like respect I mean she, you know, last, recently she went away camping with the local church so her looking me up on YouTube people who only hear me on this show will be astonished to hear that I can be something of a potty mouth comedian. You'll be astonished to hear that, because I'm here, I'm very family-friendly. But um, I, she had looked it up, and she said, I, I, I looked at your stuff on YouTube, and I felt I felt d- deeply ashamed. And it, 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 there was an awkward... The whole oh, did you? Because you'd see your blue material. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Did she no longer think it was about hunching, but just about your moral decay? Yeah, she thought <laughs> it was like the golem. <laughs> that's what had done my posture, and I was like a sinister imp, is what she thought. He used to drive a sinister imp in the uh, 70s, but that's enough about Now he's cars. got a bluey-green BMW. Yeah, don't start on the casting, I'm telling you. <laughs> so this week, I did a, I did a voiceover... Um, I had to read Ozzy Osbourne's audiobook. Extraordinary. Yeah, because Ozzy Osbourne, well, I presume he can read, but he didn't want to. He wrote it-ish, hmm. right? And I had to I had to read it out. Did you do what accents when you did it? Well, the, the bloke said to me, like, there was, you know, he says that, I didn't do it as Ozzy. I wasn't, oh, I, was, I, was, well, no, no, I couldn't do that for three hours. You couldn't sustain it. No, I, I mean, I, I barely managed that for a second man. and a half. But, um... I had to do some... Yeah, there's bits of him talking to American characters, and the guy said, can you do an American accent, which I can't really. Oh, do your American so accent. So I had to Go say on. stuff like, the thing is, Ozzy, if you eat that bat, there's going to be trouble. 
you know, stuff like that. And I, as I was saying it, I could feel myself squirming even more, which again I think has damaged my posture. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, what a show! That's what I think. <laughs> now, um, well, did you say there's a big fuss? We're moving to the end of the show, but I'm bringing up a new topic as if we're just starting. That's the Does kind that mean of I crazy... can't talk about strongmen anymore? Is it, have you got anything else to say about strongmen? I, I'm going to talk about them all the time. Oh, I know you are, but you don't have to do it on air. Okay. Give people a break, for goodness <laughs> sake, with their horrible, sinuous arms, like Madonna. Hey, I made up a name for their wives and girlfriends. Swags. Strongman wives and girlfriends. <laughs> Isn't that good? Swags. Yeah. Swag bags, you could call them. <laughs> strongman. It would be swags. Because strongman is two words, or is it a one word? It's just one word. You see, I said we shouldn't talk about it. Okay, I wanted okay. to talk about John Lewis's window in so London. which on, Tell oh, us about it. Well, there's a Chris, they've got their Christmas window now. All their Christmas Already? window display. I like that, you see. Mm. I, I do not understand the people who say, oh, I can't believe they're selling Christmas cards in October and all that kind of stuff. Have you ever, have you ever sat uh, at a Christmas lunch table with all the family and crackers and you've got paper hats on, there's chestnuts warming on the fire, a bit of turkey and all that, you're sitting talking about the old days, drinking sherry, and one of you says, I'm sorry, I can't enjoy this because they had uh, Christmas cards in, uh, in the shops in October. Nobody's ever said that. They always say, oh, it ruins Christmas. It doesn't make any difference to Christmas whatsoever. So shut up about it. I've got a picture of one of the windows here, though, and they've well, got... That'll an... be great on radio. They've got <laughs> an... Up... You want to describe... <laughs> I'm going to describe what it says Don't on Don't scream. <gasps> so I had a big think up, and they said too loud. You've broken absolute radio. <laughs> one of those Christmas trees in the window, in this picture that I am seeing, that I am describing yes. to you, yes. is upside down. Yes. An upside down Christmas tree, isn't that Satanism? Um, I, I think it's Santa. Like upside down. <laughs> Santa, of course, is an anagram of Satan, as many have pointed out. Yeah. I think that's... Um, they have a lot of Australian shoppers. I'm sorry, that's the best thing I could come up with. It was thrown to me, you know, I, I took the ball and I ran with it. I, did, I ran into a post, is so, what happened. Is the show ending with a slight damp squib of a whi- whimper this week? Well, because you've brought up Christmas, haven't you, and it's so early. I was thinking, well, next week could be our Christmas special, just to wind, really wind <laughs> people up. I'm going to wear a Santa suit. Yay! I bet, I bet you have worn one of those shorty Santa suits in the past, haven't you? Probably one you were with the, the <laughs> strong men who probably don't know what day it is, I imagine, from their <laughs> terrible exertions day in and day out. Pulling planes. I mean, who pulls a plane? For goodness sake. How annoying. Does he have to respond to the man doing semaphore on the runway? You have to do it for the stupid big I, strong man. I like to imagine them pulling the plane so fast they can fly it like a kite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just like to imagine them. Oh, me too. No, I, I find them a bit creepy if I'm going to be brutally honest. Good day to you. Absolute Radio.